0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Into the Burrow podcast. My name is Jared, and joining me as always is Linda. Hey, guys. This week, we've got a few juicy news bits. We've got um, really good news for Shutter. We've got really good news for festival coverage. And we're going to talk some more shit on Disney, likely, as we have already <laughs> before we, we started recording. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I feel like it's just a weekly thing now. It's like, what is Disney doing wrong this week? Like, well, I feel they're being
1: stupid.
0: They're always stupid. But yeah, particularly of late, they're being even more stupid. But we'll talk about all of that. And then we'll also talk about one trailer today. No review on the show. But I did want to let you know if you are interested in podcasting, you can use Buzzsprout. And Buzzsprout gets you um listed on all of the major podcast directories um it helps you promote your podcast track your podcast stats so if it's something that you've been considering for a while you're on the edge you don't really know what to do use the link in the show notes and if you sign up for a paid plan you get a 20 dollars amazon gift card and uh it lets them know at buzzsprout that we sent you um or you can just sign up for the free plan even see how you like it um see if you like even doing podcasts I know sometimes it can kind of be hard to start you know should I do a monthly podcast or a bi-weekly podcast and I I would say that all comes in time so you'll know depending on how comfortable you feel doing the first you know few episodes of your podcast whether or not uh, you're going to want to you know do bi-weekly bi-monthly that frequency kind of all depends on what you're talking about and kind of the market that you're going for but I highly recommend it. Check out Buzzsprout; link is in the show notes. So, Linda, uh, how's your week been? Did you do anything exciting? Did you go to Mount Rushmore? Uh, did you go out clubbing? Even though we're supposed to be still, you know, maintaining six feet of distance.
1: Um. Oh, yeah. You know me. I party hard. Uh,
0: <laughs> party hard. Party spooky hard. Linda. spooky
1: you <laughs> in. Uh no, it's just been a really busy week with work. I went from having 2 days off to 1 day off, which is fine. I'm just
0: hey, me rolling too. Rolling in
1: that dough, you know.
0: Oh yeah, even though I didn't ask for it, I'm rolling in it.
1: Oh yeah, and I just mm, I love just having people yell at my coworkers about having to wear a mask until they're seated. And then having to explain to people why Lincoln has, you know, made these little mandates and you know because you know Cause of that's course job. yeah yeah everyone at the restaurant business is in a secret cult that's making everyone wear masks that we we made a vote on it and it was unanimous of course so yeah feel free to just yell at us for it it's great go so
0: off it. I guess
1: yep <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was uh, supposed to have a couple days off, and then I ended up only having one, and that's going to be the case for the next two weeks. So, that's always fun. Uh, I, I got to see an
1: adult. I got to
0: see on a paper for oh. like the first time in like forever, other than the one other paper that I got to see on, totally because of my fault. But this one, truly, like I thought it was a very solid, solid paper, and then I get an email with corrections. And I think it's because this professor, right? So this is a um, class that I'm taking that basically talks about like, um, saints and witches and how women have been branded over the course of history. So it's a really interesting, like, you know, history class, if you will. And I have a feeling that this professor just 100% believes that people are actually talking to God and seeing God and like our actual visionaries and, and I don't buy into it. So when, when she speaks, she speaks with great enthusiasm. When I speak, I speak more like a historian should and saying, this is what (laughs) happened supposedly and this is what we know about these things. Well, this paper I was like it's all basically my thesis was is it's all a matter of perspective because we were talking about uh Macbeth, Shakespeare's Macbeth and like relating yeah. back to like basically all of the saints and like visionaries that we had talked about in the past few weeks. And apparently she didn't like my subtle approach to my essay um and she gave me a C. So,
1: so who do I have to fight I guess is the real question. No
0: one, no one, she's mm-hmm. she's an older professor. I don't think she'll I don't think she'll be teaching for much longer. Um oh, I'm sure that at works. one point she was really good. I have no doubt, but I I and I'm like one of like I think 3 or 4 males in that class. So I'm Ooh. you know I I get it. It's geared more towards women, whatever, but I'm a gender studies minor. So I kind of have to take these classes. So anyway, yeah, that C really threw off my whole week the other day. And I feel like ever since I got that C, I just haven't been able to get back on track with anything.
1: Well, that just reminds me of when I was in high school, Uh, I had a friend, like a friend of mine and I were in the same English class and our teacher was like having us write like different poems and stuff. And since it was, you know, it was in high school, teenagers go through a really tough time in high school. And so, you know, he wrote a poem expressing his feelings and it was a really good poem. But the only real comment she put, she gave him, you know, the completion grade for writing the poem, but (laughs) on the poem itself, she wrote a a frowny face and then said, maybe you should just talk about happier stuff next time so you won't be so sad in class.
0: Whoa. It's like,
1: oh my God.
0: That is not okay. That kid just like spilled his soul and then, you know.
1: Oh my God. I'm still friends with him to this day, and we always just talk about that. She was nuts. She was an absolutely crazy (laughs) teacher. She made a rap about veggies, and she just, oh, she was just insane. But that's just what immediately came to my brain when you were talking about that.
0: Huh. That's interesting. Well, apparently, if you rap about veggies you're happier i guess is the moral of the story
1: <laughs> eat healthy think healthy
0: <laughs> jesus yeah no class is okay <clears throat> i have i have like a little less than two months left and then i'm done with college so i really shouldn't be complaining at this point but when i've spent my whole entire college career writing essays as an english major uh and a film studies major i i get really annoyed when i get grades like that from classes that i don't know that i shouldn't be getting those grades on but it's fine i have a i have an 86 in the class now so i i have a b but that that assignment was i think over half of the uh half of the points of the whole class this far jesus so it that that assignment particularly was weighted quite heavily but it's fine i didn't like fail i just got a c it was just average i guess my writing is just average
1: no oh. your writing so good
0: <sighs> uh, and i'm
1: totally not being biased at all from being your friend either
0: yeah you I write swear. really good too
1: ah oh, thank you i
0: think we both write really really well so that's nice yeah.
1: We can toot our own horns. We're allowed to. We have our own podcast.
0: <laughs> exactly. I feel like <laughs> if you have your own podcast, basically you can just be as egotistical as possible. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, those two are uh, definitely equatable. Okay, well, um, outside of being sad and talking about bad grades and and sad poems and teachers hating us, I think we have a lot to talk about this week. And so I want to dive into some of that. If you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough Podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do here on the Borough Reviews. It follows, a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier, where you'll get exclusive videos, behind the scene content, and all of the other tier perks. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. The latest news from last week. AMC Network Shudder, the premium streaming service for horror, thriller, and the supernatural, announced this past week it had surpassed a major milestone and is now streaming to more than 1 million members. The streaming service saw a surge in usage and new memberships that began with the debut of its original series Creep Show last September and has continued throughout 2020 with its second hit original series Cursed Films and a lineup of acclaimed original films that includes The Room, Z, The Beach House, and Host, among others. Shudder has frequently been recognized as one of the best targeted streaming services due to its quality collection of exclusives, originals, and genre classics, and its unparalleled selection of independent horror films from around the world. Joe Otterson of Variety writes, Samuel L. Jackson to play Nick Fury in new Marvel Disney Plus series. Samuel L. Jackson is set to reprise his role of Nick Fury in the new Marvel series currently in development at Disney+. The exact plot details of the show are being kept under wraps, but multiple sources say Jackson is attached to star, with Kyle Bradstreet attached to write and executive produce. Like all other Marvel shows at Disney+, Marvel Studios will produce. Brad Miska, a Bloody Disgusting, writes, The first-ever Nightstream Film Festival is arriving virtually this October, and the lineup is bonkers. One of the coolest things to happen during this pandemic is the alignment of five U.S. genre film festivals, including Boston Underground, Brooklyn Horror, North Bend, Overlook, and Popcorn Frights, who partner on the massive Nightstream Film Festival, all of which will take place virtually next month. All affected by COVID-19, the initiative was first announced last month and will have scheduled programming from October 8th to the 11th, with films available to view on the Eventive platform until the 14th. Nightstream announced this past week their insanely impressive and bonkers-sized lineup that's broken down in a massive press release. Julia Alexander of The Verge writes, Black Widow, delayed to 2021 pushing back the Eternals and other Marvel movies. This will be the first year since 2009 without a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in theaters. In in a predictable fashion, Disney is delaying Black Widow to 2021 as the company continues to navigate the theatrical landscape during the COVID-19 pandemic. This marks the first time since 2009 that Marvel Cinematic Universe movie hasn't been released in a calendar year. Black Widow will now open on May 7, 2021, more than 1 year after it was originally scheduled to be released. Like with other Marvel delays, Black Widow's new date pushes *Chang chi and the Legend of Ten Rings back from its May 7, 2021 release date to July 9, 2021, and The Eternals, which was supposed to follow Black Widow, is now moving from February 12, 2021 to November 5th of 2021. A number of other Disney films, including West Side Story and The King's Man, were also moved around as part of the shuffle. Did you know that we have our own YouTube channel? There, we upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies, and even some Let's Plays. Lately, we have been focused heavily on our curated horror content. But we have a goal to get to 100 subscribers by the end of the year, and it would mean everything to the team to reach our goal. Simply search The Borough Reviews on YouTube and make sure to subscribe and ring the bell if you enjoy the content. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. So for news this week... Linda we have some really good news about shutter so AMC network shutter just surpassed 1 million subscribers on the streaming service and Ooh a huge milestone for anyone that's not familiar with some of these low key streaming services. They typically don't see good numbers, but what this means for shutter is a, they're doing something correct, but B they can keep doing those correct things that they've been doing. And it basically comes down to them just creating a slew of like original content that people are, you know, constantly digesting and enjoying. So I know that I'm an avid fan and supporter of Shudder, but I'm curious, like, since you've had Shudder, have you, like, gone on there quite a bit to, like, watch various things? Um, and if so, like, what do you think about the quality of those things?
1: Uh, Okay, so when I first got Shudder, thanks to Jared, I'm able to actually use Shudder. Uh, because back when he was Back when you were, you know, wanting to review things off Shutter was back when I didn't you know, when I wasn't working. So I was just like, I can't really afford Shudder. And then the next day you're like, I got you, boo. So thanks for that. Uh, But yeah, no, when I was like scrolling through Shudder, I got really excited because there were so many like cult classics that I instantly recognized. There are some really uh, good, like David Cronenberg movies. Uh, All the sleepaway camps are on there and sleepaway camp is like one of my biggest guilty pleasures when it comes to horror movies and like even their like original stuff is not bad either it's actually really decent and that apparently really contributed to all the subscribers that they're getting because their originals are really really good um especially when you look at like netflix originals netflix originals are so popular right now and i really hope to see shutter originals just as popular too because they they do really deserve that recognition
0: yeah on the heels of like creep show which Mm -hmm. apparently broke all of the streamings like viewership records last year in 2019 um, And it finished as the top reviewed new horror series across all networks and streamers like last year. So it was like the top rated, hotly anticipated new horror property. And I haven't watched creep show yet, but the same thing can be said, um, about like host this year, for instance, host is still probably other than the invisible man, probably one of the best horror films that we've had this year. And, uh, Shutter's growth has also been fueled by a string of successful launches on new platforms uh, in new territories. So for instance, Shutter in August debuted in Australia and in New Zealand, um, further expanding its international reach. And one of the interesting things about that to me... Uh, was that they? It took them this long to actually, you know, get Shutter available to those territories because, like, I would go on comments of like reviews for like Host and stuff, and I would see people literally from like Australia uh, being like, "Hey, why don't we have Shutter yet here in Australia? Like, when when's it coming?" So the demand was definitely there, and the fact mm-hmm. that they just passed this milestone and keep growing and they keep putting out new and original uh, properties that are so interesting and so different from what we get, you know, in the mainstream. I think it speaks to how well their business model is and how well their business is actually run and uh, how much also how much creative control that their filmmakers actually have to produce that property. Um, It's really exciting. And for me anyway, it just speaks to the fact that genre content is getting more and more popular. Like people want to see the latest horror film. Everyone, you know, universally wants to see the latest horror film. And right. uh, I was reading a study um, last year, actually. I remember reading the study and and basically the the thesis of the study was at times of cultural, like basically at times of cultural upheaval and um you know really trying times really difficult times where things are at uh you know an all-time high for the level of distrust and like the government um and in each other uh that horror gets more popular and makes more revenue across the board both in terms of like theatrical releases and on like streaming services So it, I think, you know, with everything going on this year, I think this was the year for them to like reach that milestone and I'm so happy they did.
1: Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. And honestly it really is only a matter of time before they're like, completely worldwide especially since you know now they can really see how in demand they are and how popular that they're getting especially during quarantine when everyone's looking for a new way to to stream all their favorite movies and tv shows no matter the genre i think Shutter's definitely one to at least like keep on your tv like no matter what um but yeah i think it really is just only a matter of time before like Australia gets them and, you know, along with the rest of the world, whoever else hasn't gotten them because I mean, they've already reached 1 million and as soon as they get everywhere, that is just going to skyrocket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super glad for all you Aussies out there who now have shutter and have had shutter for like, uh, about two months at this point. Um, I hope that you are enjoying all of that juicy, good horror content that they have, because I know I am. And also, can we talk about the price of Shudder? It's so cheap. It's so cheap for the amount of content that they host on their platform. So it's definitely um, a good deal if you're someone that likes a lot of genre content or, you know, just a whole back slew of, you know, classic cult films. Uh, they mm-hmm. have all of that on Shutter. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see what else they're able to produce. So thanks, AMC, because uh, AMC owns Shutter. And, um, you know, AMC definitely has misfires every now and again, but uh, they're the ones that uh, have put time and effort into Shutter. So congrats on that.
1: Yeah, and just so you guys know, they also don't charge an additional $30 for any new releases. So That's
0: true. We did not know? have to pay upwards <laughs> of $37 to watch Random Acts of Violence. We just had to pay the one, the $1,699.
1: We just had to pay for our valuable time to watch that, which I really yeah. still want back.
0: Might have cost us our life in the end, but we'll Yikes. never know. <laughs> um, okay, so next. officially. Black Widow has been delayed to 2021, uh, so it's no longer indefinite. It's It will now open on May 7th, 2021, and The Eternals has also been moved from February 12th, 2021 to November 5th of next year. So um this also comes on the heels of you know West Side Story being pushed back and the Kingsman being pushed back. So West Side Story was supposed to open up Christmas time this year. It's now being pushed back by a whole year. So it'll like release in December of next year. And uh yeah that's it's a it's a big hit. Studios are not making any money at all this year. I mean it's practically dead. So now really what we do have in theaters still um, is just the new James Bond movie next month. And outside of that, who the hell knows what else is going to come out? But we've now seen theaters everywhere start to close. In fact, uh, there is my favorite theater uh, locally anyway, or regionally, I should say. In Omaha, the Alamo Draft House has closed its La Vista location until yes. you know until further notice, um, we're seeing a lot of them basically close down across the entire country. And, uh, who knows at this point, if the theaters are actually going to, some of them probably aren't going to survive this. I mean, let's just, let's just keep it real. You know, there's no definitive data on that. But what I can say is that, especially for those locally owned theaters, like, I couldn't imagine being a theater owner and then having to close down again. And then all that revenue that you maybe made from tenant, which wasn't even very much, uh, basically is gone. And it was kind of pointless to reopen. And you're just going to have to shut down anyway and let people go and furlough them. And I don't know. It's a really rocky situation. And I'm not sure that some places are going to be able to recover from this.
1: Right. It It really sucks, especially for people who need to work. And, you know, they keep having to go back and forth and keep doing this. Like, you know, at at one point, you know, you on one side, you know, you you want it to shut down because it's safer and you're not making any money anyways. But, you know, on the other hand, you you need to work. So you just you really can't help but feel really bad for the employees that are working in these theaters and it just it really it sucks and now we're having the first year without a marvel movie since 2009 like first yeah. of all knowing that just kind of blew me away i didn't even realize that we've had one every year since 2009 yeah. i didn't even think one about if that. not two. Mm-hmm. yeah and now we now we won't even get one we won't get our black widow until next year <sighs> yeah
0: Come on, Marvel. You had to like uh, under you Black Widow and then you kill Black Widow off and now you're just delaying the movie. Are we <laughs> even gonna see Black Widow Marvel? No, I'm just kidding. They uh they've obviously shot the whole movie. But I don't um, blame
1: Marvel. I blame Disney.
0: Yeah, it's oh yeah. By I can't default help. <laughs> by by default, the world's problems are all they can all be traced back to Disney. Like there is not Thanks, a doubt in my Disney. mind that World Hunger is due to Disney <laughs> Our political climate is due to Disney. Yeah. No, it's uh, basically, it's going to be all Disney all the time. I see what you're saying with that, but
1: yeah, I, I was just telling Jared, like before we started recording um, in this article, it mentioned that Milan is going to be released like on Disney plus in December, December without any additional charge. No, nope, Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I, I, I asked, I was like, did they even mention that it was going to be on there without charge when they were, like, releasing it? And, you know, you you told me that they did. But at the same time, I was like, I didn't see anything. And I feel like if anyone else had seen anything, then they probably wouldn't have bought it. Like, I, I still, like, it's good that they're, you know that they mentioned it somewhere somehow. <laughs> but at the same time, it's still just so skeevy. It's so skeevy that they didn't mention it with other articles that said that they would charge $30 for Milan. They just said we're gonna charge $30 for it when it's released. So and so it's like, come on.
0: Yeah. Uh, so good point. I'm glad you brought that up, because uh, yeah, we were talking about that a little bit before. And basically, what had happened was there was a sentence on like some of the articles that were coming out around the time that they were moving Mulan to Disney Plus. That basically, you know, stated that Disney insiders had information that, um, excuse me, that Mulan would be pushed to Disney Plus, and that also they might do a surcharge for it, which they Obviously, they did the surcharge, but that after a while, they would actually just lift that surcharge paywall and make it free for everyone that has a Disney Plus subscription. And it was kind of this like one or two sentence throwaway line at the end of each article um, that Disney insiders were saying this and that. And like, it was kind of like an unspoken thing. No one knew what was actually going on. Uh, there was no official statement from Disney, I don't believe. And uh, so, yeah, that 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 just makes it even more skeevy that they didn't let people know to give them the choice whether or not they wanted to do the surcharge now or if they wanted to just wait until December to watch it with their family but yeah disney um really questionable practices sometimes i i do wonder i do wonder hmm. but i know
1: uh, no, it's it's fine i'm glad i went against you know buying it for me too so many reasons Me i just too. saved and myself now, 30 dollars
0: so. and now i may watch it but i also may not in fact i probably going uh, not gonna watch it um <laughs>
1: <so>. <laughs> i've seen reviews like regardless yeah. of you guys know my my past rants about why i won't watch mulan but now that i've seen reviews for him like even if i like put those notions aside sounds like this movie still isn't great so
0: Yep, that's the general consensus. Also, remember everyone, they are holding Alien, the property of Alien hostage right now. Disney controls so many different uh, properties that like childhood favorite properties of mine, like Alien, like Predator, like all of those like 80s, like, you know, action films, sci-fi horror films, like they have all of those. They basically like, I don't know what they're doing with all of these different properties. They've said that they're going to keep releasing them under 20th century studios, but who knows if they're actually going to make time to produce some of these films because now, you know, like with this whole COVID-19, uh, everything's being pushed back. Everything's being delayed. Everything's being reshot. And I don't know if they're going to, because they've obviously lost quite a bit of money this year. Um, now they made a lot of they made so much money last year that I'm not saying that that makes up for everything that they've lost this year but what I am saying is that they they're fine they're not going to go out of business anytime soon. However, they are probably going to prioritize some of their bigger money makers and you know, I hate to say it but Alien ain't that big of a money maker at the box office. Like it's not, you know, their MCU title that they're making 150 million dollars on opening weekend for you know you you're maybe looking at you know 75 million opening. And so who knows if they're going to just put all of those properties on the back burner until they can start you know making some more revenue that they saw from 2009 to you know tw- 2019. Who knows?
1: I mean all that aside, Jared, how do you feel knowing that Disney is in control of one of your favorite horror movie characters ever. Because I know your passion for Alien. And I can honestly feel that sting in my heart for you.
0: Yeah. Um, I already was upset that basically 20th Century Fox was like giving Ridley Scott a free pass to do whatever he wanted because I don't... I think Ridley Scott's a brilliant filmmaker. I think it's, I think his time with alien is over and it should have been over and, uh, that's okay. You know that there's nothing wrong with that dude. Like you created something very special and like you can take a bow. I liked Prometheus even, but if you're just like, like his whole thing when he like was like, no, Neil Blomkamp, you can't make your alien five movie because people will like it. That's what happened there. I don't care what anyone says. That's not what the reporting says. By the way, that's my that's my conjecture of what happened in that situation. My guess is that Ridley Scott saw how popular all of the Neil Bloom camp stuff was. You know, all of the reports coming out about how he was going to retcon everything after the second and bring Hicks back and Newt back, and we were going to have a direct sequel to Aliens. And everyone was like, "Hell yeah!" Mixed with his like, you know, initial like art that he had for the film um and you know Ridley Scott was basically like ah I see so you're trying to outdo my legacy and I cannot let that happen and then he basically you know got Neil Bloomcamp fired from writing the script and then anyway that's my whole long rant about what I think happened during that situation but oh, not Jesus. only not only does Ridley Scott control it now but Disney also controls it Ouch! I hate that.
1: Yikes! I, uh, I'm so sorry. The concept I mean, art was really cool
0: for Neil Bloom Camps' movie, and I just uh, I I want.
1: I'm sorry. I mean, I I can honestly I don't think it'd be that bad of an idea if they did like a direct sequel to Aliens, like they did with you know the, how they did it with the Halloween franchise, because I mean okay. Alien Three, like I feel like we could have a sequel without the continuity of alien three i mean that's just my opinion but it's okay (laughs) alien
0: three it's bold right in in, in what it tries to do it's bold
1: yeah i mean
0: i i just it didn't it didn't work and that's okay but like we can all acknowledge now by by far like i think my least favorite is definitely resurrection even though I kind of have the most fun out of all the alien sequels minus aliens with resurrection. Like resurrection isn't great, but it's fun. So.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, don't I just, I think it was just kind of a little messed up that they killed a child, but I mean, it's a horror movie. Sometimes they push it, but I mean, I, I really liked Newt to the point where I was just kind of watching it thinking this is, Fucked
0: up. Yeah, what the fuck? We went that whole movie with Newt trying to protect Newt, trying to, and then she just dies. Yeah. And right? then, yeah, That's and right. it
1: wasn't even like a, a proper character death. They no. just like bring her up and then they're like, oh, she did. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> but I did really like Prometheus, but I'm totally biased because I freaking love Logan Marshall Green. I say Logan that about Marshall a lot. Cool. Yeah. He is. And Charlie I, I say that about a lot of Prometheus people. is
0: great too. Uh huh. I don't know. And
1: it was a very interesting storyline. You really have to give Prometheus that.
0: Yeah, I actually really like Prometheus. It's like uh, I know that a lot of people don't. I'm in the minority. I think we're in the minority with our opinions here. But I That's think fine. Prometheus is a solid film. Uh, yes, I mean, could have sh- could Charlize Theron's character have like moved like ten percent to the left or ten percent to the right to not be crushed by the giant rolling thing? Yes, but eh doesn't make for that good of a movie if she does that right
1: Eh, yeah
0: um also uh something that we're not talking about this episode but i did want to bring up um did you see the new set images from scream five
1: i saw new pictures of nev campbell yeah i did see an article oh my god nev campbell she's a queen and i love her uh she's aged so well oh my god I'm not going to age that well. I can no, already see either. it now. Nope. <laughs> Damn it, Hollywood. <laughs> but no, I did notice uh, an article that mentioned that some of the crew members already got COVID from the set.
0: Yeah, so the not the cast, but the actual crew. They Apparently, they've been filming in pods. So basically, what they did is they just shut that whole pod down. And they'll resume filming on uh, Monday, actually, when this podcast comes out.
1: Good. And then I also saw another uh, article that featured like some theories about how Sydney was going to die first. Before I met Jared, I had a really good friend in high school, in middle school, where like, at least like once a week or once a month, we'd watch screen four together. And then every once in a while, we'd have like little screen marathons. But Scream 4 was just like kind of like our movie together. And she tagged me in that. And the only thing I could think of was, man, you got to hear some of my theories on Scream 5 right now. Because I could write a friggin' article myself on my own theories on Scream 5. And I really cannot imagine one where Sydney dies first. I just don't see it. I don't know if it's just because I'm not I don't think she's like meant for an opening kill or or me. what, yeah, so I'm like, you should probably just hear some of my theories, so
0: yeah, um, apparently, so there was another set image that uh leaked it came out um apparently their they're working title for this movie, uh not not their like pseudo name that they're working under, but um, there was a picture of a director's chair. Uh, that had the little title on the back of the chair, and it just said Scream with a slash in it. It did not say Scream 5, it just said Scream with a slash in it.
1: So oh, I, I th- saw I saw that picture, yeah.
0: So I think what they're doing is they're branding it as Scream when it comes out in theaters, but they're not going to put the five in the title because that implies that, you know, there's four other films and people need to go back and watch those other films in order to understand what's going on. Because Scream 4 didn't do that well at the box office, and I think a lot of that was just the amount of time in, be- in between the third and the fourth And uh, when people see the four attached to the film, you know, in their mind, they're like, well, shit, I haven't seen the other three. So I can't just like go watch this. I won't understand. So I think they're dropping the the number and they're just going with Scream, which is really interesting. But for all intents and purposes on this podcast, we're still going to be calling it Scream 5 because it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you said it like that, it kind of made me think that they were going to possibly go down the route that Halloween did how they had like a halloween and then you know halloween <laughs> uh but at the same time it's like they kind of do need you know scream 4 because they're having a character that was just in scream 4 come back so i'm i'm really god i really need to know what what the hell they're doing with this movie it's <laughs> driving me nuts i just need to know does anyone have a phone number i can call so i can just ask them like what's going to happen
0: yeah apparently well (laughs) they all have different versions of the script too um like none of them have the exact version that the writers are actually going for
1: yeah but Um, that's very classic scream they've done that multiple times
0: yeah well they have they have to like especially like the second onward they had to just to keep the leaks from happening because scream 2's whole script leaked And the third one like basically leaked too. And then they had to change a whole bunch of shit on both of them. Um, So they're just trying to keep it as consistent as possible. One interesting thing that I did see from them. uh, Marley Shelton went to tag her scream cast members on Instagram during her first day of filming. And she basically, you know, tagged everyone. She tagged like Dylan Minnette and like Courtney Cox and like all of these people. And then she tagged Skeet Earl Rich. And then she removed it later. Like I think like a f- like a few minutes or hours later, she removed it. Uh, so Uh-oh. I'm not sure what that means, uh, but I do think that we might be getting some, maybe some flashbacks here that we weren't really shown in the first. And they, speculation is they're going to de-age Skeet Earl Rich to look like he did in the first movie obviously probably
1: not by much he looks freaking good for his age too he does
0: all they would have to do i know he has like that mustache and that beard he would really only have to shave (laughs) you know he would really only have to shave and he's already got it like and then you just de-age him a little bit yeah uh so that's speculation of what they're doing with that movie i know i didn't put it on here because we'll talk for five hours about <laughs> what's happening. You probably
1: should have, because now I really want to talk about... First of all, a man with a face like his should not be covering it up with facial hair, okay? They really should just come to shave it off if he's going to be in it, because that's stupid. It, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Why didn't she tag Matthew Lillard? Wasn't there an implication that Matthew Lillard might have something to do with this movie? Yeah. Or was he really just messing with his Twitter people?
0: I think he... Who knows what's going I think it's a (laughs) it's a it's a massive like, it's a massive campaign to just like, basically throw people off of what's happening on this set. Because really, like, obviously, there's so much speculation. And they are really trying to like, just, you know, throw a whole bunch of information at you just so that you can't like discern what's actually going on.
1: Anybody listening? I would like Marley Shelton's contact number. She seems like someone who would talk, and I have some questions. Miss <laughs> yeah. Shelton, can I talk to you, please?
0: Also, apparently, Dylan Minnette's character is named Wes. His character is named Wes. There,
1: like Wes Bentley, Wes. Hmm. Like W E S.
0: Yes, like Wes. Yeah. He as doesn't a look to like, like a Wes, as a nod to like Wes Craven, I guess. But uh, speculation Aww. is that um, either Kyle Gallner or him uh, or Dylan Minnette is Billy Loomis's kid.
1: Oh, Kyle, don't Gullner know how has true my that heart. is,
0: but that kind of stirred up that speculation because I could kind of see Kyle Gallner being definitely a Loomis. Yeah,
1: he's so handsome. I love Kyle Gallner. i love him so much
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love everyone on that cast it's such a
1: good i know it's so good they're doing so good so far just don't fuck it up with the writing guys okay please please (laughs) oh and um why didn't she tag hayden panettiere
0: why did what
1: is there really gonna be no kirby in this movie
0: there might not be. I don't know. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I know. Why'd you I know. bring her back, but not
1: Kirby? No. <sighs> it's oh. it's
0: definitely frustrating, but maybe they're just saving it for last. You know, maybe they're just maybe they're saving it for the movie. You know, to keep I one can't surprise. Handle in there. Two
1: more years of this, man. I can't. I
0: know. Well, they're shooting out, like, come release it, drop it next year, drop it next Halloween, come on, oh like, God. I know that you're, you're you don't you want to compete with Halloween kills, but like, compete.
1: I think those two would friggin' just ruin the box office, like. I think all other movies should just stand aside and let these two just have their time to shine because I'm really looking forward to Halloween Kills too. Because the last Halloween movie was super badass, full of badass female characters. But I also love the screen movies because Wes Craven is like my number one idol. And oh my God, having those two that we can freaking watch back to back together. <sighs> <laughs> I need it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that would be awesome. Uh, I would definitely be bouncing movie theaters. I'd be like, okay, I'll watch Now Halloween to the Hills. next one. Now Woo. to the next one. I'd be so fulfilled oh. and so happy. Um, okay, but moving on from that, because we could spend hours on it, we're going to talk really about could. Samuel L. Jackson's new Nick Fury show coming to Disney Plus from Marvel. Uh yeah, I I mean I kind of expected this to happen. Not gonna lie, um, just because like this didn't necessarily surprise me or anything. But he's played Nick Fury for so long, oh, yeah. and you know having him pop in and do cameos on Shield and have him pop in, you know, like in Spider Man Far From Home and Captain Marvel. I just I it made sense for me because he hasn't really been in the past few films to a large extent. Um, it makes sense for them to do a show surrounding Nick Fury so we can kind of see what he's been up to. And I think Disney Plus is the perfect place to put it.
1: I think a really good idea for this Nick Fury... It sounds like they don't really have a whole lot of details about they what don't. they're going to be... Yeah, just kind of in general, besides the fact that Samuel L. Jackson's obviously going to be playing him again. But what I think would be a really cool idea... Is just have this start from the very beginning of like all the MCU movies and just show just kind of what he does throughout all of them and just see what what he's up to and like him working you know behind the scenes of what we've seen in all these movies I think that'd be a really cool idea especially since he has so many years to work with and you know it's even going to continue so it's not like you know it's gonna stop anytime soon so I think that would be a really cool idea that's just me I don't work for Disney and I'm not upset about that So, you know.
0: (laughs) Very very (laughs) bold declaration there. I I don't work for Disney.
1: I'm just going (laughs) to... Hands up. I don't work for Disney. So...
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, they could, They have endless possibilities with those TV shows. Uh, I, I would say I've always been most excited for what they're doing with WandaVision. And I think after the trailer, like, I'm still super pumped about that, even more oh, so such than, a like, trailer. than like Falcon and Winter Soldier or even some of the other ones. I think a Nick Fury show is okay. Um, but until I see a trailer, I'm not going to get too hyped about it because who knows what, it, what they're doing with it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, not much information on this, so we I guess we'll Just... keep updating you on, you know, who they add to the cast. I'm sure you can expect cameos from a lot of people from oh, you know, yeah. the last ten years of the MCU. Um, but yeah, moving on, we officially got press credentials for the Nightstream Film Festival that's happening yes. October eighth through the eleventh. I am so happy to be covering this event. Because it sounds kick-ass. And I wanted to let you know, because we have um, some information for you that's already public, so you could have already seen this information. But I kind of wanted to go down and tell you a little bit about their lineup. So they're opening with Run, which is a film um, from Hulu starring Sarah Polson and Kiera Allen. Um, And then they also have... um, something from the director of rubber. I think that is going to be a film that they're closing the festival with. Um, so yeah, if you liked rubber or deer skin, even from that filmmaker, uh, I think it's Quentin. Yeah. Quentin Dupont. Uh, he's -hmm. a French filmmaker responsible for rubber. And I say responsible for rubber because if you've seen rubber, rubber, he is responsible for all that fucking trauma that you had after watching that movie. Um, I think
1: he said, and I quote, we made this movie to see if we could, if, if that they,
0: they did. Yeah, they, they could, <laughs> <I'm not sure laughs> they Should have, but they did. Um, oh, so dumb. Yeah. Uh, also, we have masterclasses headlined by filmmakers, Nia DaCosta and Mary Heron uh, from America Psycho. And then also Nia DaCosta, like I said earlier, who's directing the um, newest Candyman movie. And it's going to feature seven world premieres, nine North American premieres, and uh, also uh, seven U.S. premieres alongside 164 short films with a spotlight on Indonesian horror um, with a panel hosted by Sam Zimmerman, who's the director of programming at Shutter. So it's really cool. Highlights include world premiere of The Doorman starring Ruby Rose, uh, who will appear for a post-screening Q&A. As well as the world premiere of Jesse Blanchard's Frank and Zed, Nicholas Payne Santos's It Cuts Deep. Um, and then we also have uh, Reunion and a unique grave, or an unquiet grave. I'm not sure why I read that as a unique grave. I'm sure it's a unique grave too, if it's unquiet. Uh, that would be a pretty unique experience. Um, but yeah, night stream, I'm super pumped to be covering it. Uh, there is so much to like, look forward to, I think we're only going to cover probably between five and 10 films and maybe some panels. So we're not going to be covering too much from it, but we're going to dedicate a whole entire, uh, week's podcast. Um, I think, yeah, so this, this week's podcast releases on the 28th and then two weeks from that. On the 12th, we're going to be releasing a whole entire podcast just talking about some of our favorite things from the film festival, what we really liked, how it went, was it smooth being virtual? Um, You know, what are some of the things that we look forward to next year? Because like I said, and like we covered, you know, weeks ago, this is the first of its kind. And the fact that you were able to bring five festivals together and like converge in this one gigantic, like, you know, movie loving experience I think is great, especially since it does center around horror and around genre content. Um, so I don't know if you had a chance to check out some of the films that they're going to be showcasing here at this festival. Uh, what do you think of the lineup?
1: The line? I mean, this is the first time I've been able to do anything like this. So I'm not really quite sure what to expect from a lineup for these times of for these types of things. Uh, but I mean. Honestly I'm just really excited. Overall like. I've never been able to do like film festivals. I've never been able to do. Quite frankly like. Anything like this. And I really do have you know. You and the channel to thank. Because this is probably going to be like. Probably one of. Uh, a highlight of this year. <laughs> which in retrospect. Probably doesn't really mean much. Because this year really sucked but at the same time is just I just think this is such a cool opportunity for the both of us to do and honestly I just I'm still just in awe from from it all and that's really all I can say for the time being just I I just can't believe I'm really getting the chance to do this and like I said I I really have you to thank so
0: yeah it's uh (laughs) I I wouldn't want to be doing like coverage for this with anyone else. I think this is the perfect festival for us to cover and I'm not sure how we're going to do it quite yet, but I do want to maybe even have like, um, like a movie night with some of these titles. Uh, I'm not quite sure how, um, they're going to handle like the showtimes or anything like that. Um, who knows what they're doing with all of that stuff. They have kind of kept all of that under wraps. I'm, I'm assuming that now with the official press release out, that they're actually going to start talking about how to actually, you know, secure your tickets and how to watch these films. Because I know that there are some films that are time exclusive and there are other films that you can basically uh, queue and like set to your favorites so that you can watch them at a later date and time, which is really cool. But um yeah this is an opportunity that I'm still looking forward to, so right. I should definitely have we should definitely have a movie night and or something for at least a couple of the films
1: yeah, and then, absolutely uh,
0: and then, yeah, we'll dedicate a whole week's podcast to it, so even if the most crazy insane news comes out that week, we're probably not gonna be talking about it unless it's super important because we're gonna be talking about all of the fantastic films and short films that we watched at nightstream. And again, if you go over to nightstream.com, you can pick up your tickets. Um, they have two different tickets. Uh, they have one for 10 films and then one for five films. Um, so I highly recommend you do that, especially if you want to like, you know, attend like the Overlook Film Festival, which I've wanted to go to the Overlook Film Festival for years. And so the fact that I'm now able to because it's virtual uh, is really cool for me. So it definitely, like you said, it's a highlight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can go find those at nightstream.org. And uh, yeah, all of those are on there. You can select your badges. You can kind of see what their whole complete rundown is for their festival lineup. Um, 40 features, you know, over 40 features, 160 short films, like I was saying. So there's a lot of content packed into this this weekend. Um, Yeah, I'm super pumped about it. I think you are, too, and we're going to have a lot of fun. (laughs) Now, don't think I would let you off that easy without at least one more ad read. The good news, though, I'm simply trying to tell you about our website, theborowreviews.com. We have plenty of articles and reviews for you to read as you ponder your existence during these trying times. Like indie movies? How about blockbusters? The good news is we cover all types of film, but we especially love a good horror movie. So, if you're a Nebraska local looking for a review of your latest project, we got you. Simply search TheBoroughReviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. If you have a short or feature film you'd like for us to review, and you aren't a Nebraska filmmaker, we'll still cover your film at no charge. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Now, not every submission will be accepted, but it is always worth a shot. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews. Your movie refuge. Outside of that, there is one trailer, just one, that I wanted to touch base with you this week. Did you ever watch The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix?
1: Okay, I've been meaning to get around to re-watching that. Um, I ran into a problem when I first started watching it, and it was just that it was a little too slow for my liking. And everyone keeps telling me it's just kind of one of those like first episode things you know you have those tv shows that are that are really good but sometimes it's just a little harder to get you know sucked into it because the first season or the first episode yeah it it's more or less there to just kind of set the storyline for you more than anything else and so i just i need to get to watching it again and it's really because of watching this trailer that's made me interested in watching that again so yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, The music in this trailer for The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is kind of a companion to The Haunting of Hill House, it's not a direct sequel, but it it kind of, it's the same producer. So Mike Flanagan, who created The Haunting of Hill House is also behind this one. And it's also a Netflix original. And uh, yeah, no, one of the things that I absolutely loved about this, like I said, was the music and how like haunting it was. And then it, the trailer does this really interesting thing um, about three quarters of the way through where it like has this kind of cutesy quality to it. You know, it's like, Oh, look at this cool shot with something kind of creepy. And then it does this switch where it goes from kind of creepy to full on like, Oh my God, what's going on? Like um, one of the characters is gagged at one point. And I, I just, when that flip happened, it caught my attention completely because I plan on watching the Haunting of Hill House some point uh in the next month. And so to have this releasing on October 8th, um it gives me every reason to go and just binge the Haunting of Hill House like as soon as
1: possible. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you mentioned something about the music because the very first note that I put on here was hell yeah, Motley Crue.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, no, I, I love the way that they use... Because, you know, some horror movies lately have gotten in this habit of, you know, getting, you know, classic popular songs and, like, making it super eerie. But the fact that they used Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue and made it eerie was so dope. And like you yeah. said, that that really helps drag you into that trailer.
0: Yeah, it, it looks so cool and i think a lot of that is because they're doing a lot of different things um clearly like there's a lot going on and there's a lot to digest in this trailer so when you're talking about something that only has like nine episodes you're like shit they they packed all of that into nine episodes like oh my god like i'm i'm sure there are slow episodes just like there are with every other season but i think there's a lot to look forward to in this season and I honestly can't wait to check it out. And like you said, with the Motley Crew, uh, "Home Sweet Home." Um, you know, we can look at something like Jordan Peele's "Us" that used. Um, I got know, five ra- on yep, it. Yep, got five on it. Uh, mm-hmm. And how they use that in the trailer and in the film. I think it's brilliant when you're able to take something so widely popular like that and give it a completely different vibe, and it worked for the purposes of this trailer.
1: I think really the only downside that I got from this trailer this is probably an unpopular opinion so I apologize ahead of time but I really don't like Victoria Pedretti. I don't like her she weirds me out I don't, it's like how you are with Jason Clark. Like, I don't like her face. Like, there's just something about. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> like, there's just. I don't like her face. I don't like seeing her and stuff. And that probably has to do with her character and you. I'm not sure yet. But ever yeah, since. Yeah, her character
0: and you just isn't the best. Freaking uh, psycho. Yeah.
1: She seems. And it's just, she seems like someone who would be that way in real life. So at the same time as (laughs) being annoyed by seeing her face, I'm also kind of frightened.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She does play that part really well though. Um, That kind of, that, that really like niche kind of, I'm a little creepy, but I'm also cute kind of role in you. I really like it. Uh, But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like she does seem very much like the character that she plays.
1: Yeah, I don't like her face.
0: Well, I
1: mean, yeah, interesting. Whatever. So
0: <laughs> Linda hates the trailer because she doesn't like Victoria Pedretti.
1: Well, wait a minute. I didn't say I hated the trailer. I just said that I might hate Victoria Pedretti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that, but I might. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you mean. Because, yeah, with Jason Clark, it's the same thing where I'm just like, yeah, dude, it's I like, just What is don't it know. about
1: you that I just want to yeah <laughs> 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 oh
0: okay, well, yeah, the trailer you should go check it out, and then uh it's spooky season uh, we by the way, we just started re-watching vampire Diaries, and i I was so Ew. hesitant to to rewatch Vampire Diaries, but now that I'm like on episode three of the first season i'm I'm really into the Vampire Diaries all over again. It's kind of insane,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've kind of heard my whispered you there. <laughs> okay. You like the okay, that's that's fine, Jared. You can hey, watch in the vampire
0: diaries. I you know, Kevin Williamson, right? Kevin Williamson. I keep coming back to that.
1: Uh, Jesus. I mean, while you're watching the vampire diaries, I'm watching, you know, Near Dark, The Lost Boys from Dusk Till Dawn, Thirty Days of Night and you know nosferatu dracula No
0: nosferatu but- get over yourself what are you <laughs> at?
1: mr vampire diaries okay
0: yeah um no you know I what?
1: Think- it's fine i'm not i'm not here to judge you you keep watching whatever makes you happy i'm just gonna watch the actual good vampires
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. no i uh i think we're gonna watch uh the original halloween at some point um because she's never seen, hasn't ever seen Halloween. And like, oh, we, you know, yeah. we got through all of Scream. So now I, you know, except for the third season of the MTV show, VH1 show. Um, yeah, no, I think we're going to start actually watching some spooky shows that I'm pretty pumped for. I think we have Cabin in the Woods on the list. Oh, um, I love Cabin in the Woods. We have, you know, Toby Hopper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the list. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Um, can't wait for Halloween time. Also, there was a uh, haunted house that just opened up in Omaha or like, I think a little outside of Omaha somewhere that's supposed to be like the biggest like haunted attraction in the area. And like, I'm super curious to go check it out, but also Corona. And like, I don't want to <laughs> get Miss Corona from going to right. a bad haunted house. Like, could you imagine like Oh, I went out one night. Yeah, of course I don't go to bars or anything, but I went to a haunted house because I love Halloween so much and I ended up getting Rona and the haunted house wasn't even that great.
1: Well, um, that's because that's the scary part, Jared, risking your life for the Rona.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, I did see that they posted on their Facebook page that they, basically, if you come there, you're waiving all liability. Like they, They're not liable for any. Th- anything that you do wrong there um and as such if you were to get corona from going there they're not liable for it so oh my god yeah
1: that's what we a lot have. of like haunted attractions trying to do like some type of alternatives you know like drive-through <laughs> attractions like yeah out oh, in the woods so you're like spaced apart from everyone and oh god, it makes like me it. sad
0: because yeah. i really want to go to Haunted house. That is the one thing I look forward to every year, and it seems like this year we're gonna have a little trouble.
1: Uh, Thanks, Disney.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes, Corona. 100% Disney's fault. (laughs) Chinese virus, who? It's the Mount virus.
1: it's the house of mouse virus
0: the house of mouse but you know actually i think that's gonna stick i think i'm gonna call it the house of mouse virus from now on out
1: god i'm gonna get sued by disney <laughs> for
0: yeah copyright infringement. Watch. copyright infringement i'll get arrested sent to federal prison like it'll be a whole thing um yeah okay Well, uh, speaking of like what we've been watching and what we're up to, why don't I tell you a little bit about what's streaming this weekend? So what to stream this weekend? Well, we have On the Rocks on Apple TV. Uh, I'll read you the summary here. For some people, all they need to know about On the Rocks is that it's written and directed by Sofia Coppola and stars Rashida Jones, uh, Bill Murray, for those who might need more in the way of plot to decide if they want to watch it. The comedy has Murray playing a father who has been notoriously unfaithful in his romantic life, advertising um, or sorry, advising his daughter who suspects that her husband has started to stray. Uh, so interesting little juicy family drama um, from Apple TV starring Bill Murray. We also have Enola Holmes on Netflix there's something thrilling about watching Sherlock's home, Sherlock Holmes's younger sister outsmart him, especially when they're played by Eleven and Superman speaking in their natural accents. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, apparently, I haven't watched any of it, but has apparently done an amazing job with this show. So congrats on that. We also have Utopia from Amazon Video, which is an online comic book form comes into possession of the manuscript for a cult graphic novel. Uh probably a cult graphic novel from the main character in Random Acts of Violence. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Shush. It just might put them it's Jay Barucho. What? Uh it just might put them in charge of the fate of all humanity. Um, so that sounds pretty interesting from Amazon. Uh the Addams family is on Hulu. Um you can't really go wrong with the Addams family. The spookiest, kookiest family is reanimated. From the beyond or well animated in this cartoon version of the classic TV show and films, the family finds themselves trapped in a true horror. They've been living in a suburban New Jersey um, home for years and never realized it. So they never realized they were in Jersey. And that can be a big problem for some.
1: (laughs) Seems weird. Uh, How do you not know that you're living in Jersey?
0: I know. I mean, everyone has an accent. Like, whatever. Okay. Okay, Adams family.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, we have the secret society of second-born royals. Uh, Being a princess gives you certain powers, but superpowers. Well, yes. If you're Sam, a princess who discovers she's a part of a secret society of similarly powered teens, this Disney Plus original is sort of the fairy tale that happens if you fall asleep after watching both The Princess Diaries and X-Men. It's probably going to be awful. Haven't heard much about it, Um, but, you know, I see Disney and I immediately want to trash on it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's... It looks kind of interesting. I did check out a little bit of the trailer, um, and it looks mildly entertaining. But again, like you would have to, that would have to be your thing, you, you know, teen superpower drama and all. Um, and I just, I, I guess it's not for me right now. I'm too busy watching the Vampire Diaries. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Since they're not trying to shove thirty, you know, a thirty dollar bill down my throat, it makes me kind of want to watch it.
0: Well. You're the only one.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry that whatever his name is, Stefan and Damien aren't in it.
0: <laughs> Damien. I don't
1: know how. Whatever. Damien. I don't watch it.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe you should. Maybe you should.
1: He's so
0: pleased with himself. I am. Uh, we also have Tiron on Apple TV. If you want a attend thriller, tune into the new series, Tehran. Mossad agent and hacker goes undercover in Tehran, the city of her birth that she had to flee from as a child. Um, so that seems pretty spicy. I've heard Apple TV actually puts out really good content, but I just, I tried to watch the morning show with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. And I didn't make it past the first episode, even though it was really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I might tune in to, watch that this seems like kind of an interesting spy thriller at the very least so if that's kind of your thing this is kind of a new take on that and you know a new setting anyway so i would highly recommend if it sounds like something interested um something interesting to you to go check it out uh do you have any recommendations linda not the vampire diaries
1: oh my god oh my god uh since you're
0: watching nosferatu
1: (laughs) shut up okay i i whatever um i might watch the Addams family because i do like the Addams family show and so i i never got around to watching the cartoon that just came out so i think i might watch that for this holiday season
0: hmm. well i'm going to stick to haunting of hill house and uh, my vampire diaries
1: i'm gonna um, watch the haunting of hill house and haunting of bly manor
0: Hmm. we might have to do if we can coordinate this and get the shows done we might have to do like um like a i guess spoiler discussion of the haunting of bly manor if we get around to it if we're both able to like watch it completely i'm not promising that that is not a promise but um it's kind of the same promise that we made about the west craven novel that we haven't read yet i'm guessing
1: oh my god oh my god yeah okay we don't have to bring that up that's
0: (laughs) I'm embarrassed. I still haven't. Oof. It's just 12. sitting on my shelf.
1: I'm pretty sure mine's boxed up with the rest of my books from when we moved.
0: It's it's sitting nice and pretty right by my owl. Right by my cinema and my Blade Runner 2049 book. But, yeah.
1: No. I, I bought Jared and I... Like I bought Jared a West Craven biography and then I told my dad that I wanted that biography um, I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines of I'm debating on whether or not to give this to Jared because I really want it <laughs> <laughs> so i eventually felt generous and i was like here you go jared and then next thing i know i get that same book in the mail from my dad for christmas and so i was like jared we can be in book club together we can read this together and you know talk about our favorite guy Wes craven and we never read a single page of it
0: i totally blame school for 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 me that's that's I blame mine disney Yes. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I blamed Disney. it. <laughs> Disney's fucking Wuhan Come on, Disney. virus. It's not to
1: education.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's 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 the I... show. I guess. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Uh, pretty low key news week. Not really too much going on. Like I said, we'll have one more regular podcast uh, come out next week for you. Um, and that podcast will be just like normal. We might throw a review in there, maybe if there's one that we can think of. Um, if not, it'll kind of be similar to this one. And then the week after that, we're going to be covering our Nightstream film festival for you. Uh, letting you know all of the latest in the horror genre that's going to be coming out in the next year, whenever we decide to open things back up and shit goes back to normal and when it does you'll be able to check out all the recommendations that we're going to give you in two weeks so i can't wait for that linda thank you so much for hopping on this podcast i know it's kind of late right now but um Uh, it's 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 late ish -ish. um yeah no it's always fun doing these things so until next time um have a good night have a good week go watch all those streaming recommendations that we just gave you and we blame disney in the next- blame yes blame disney for all your problems you get a c on a paper you blame disney you get the coronavirus you blame disney you basically just blame disney for all the universe's problems and uh you know it magically somehow goes away
1: yeah yeah that's true
0: <laughs> all right uh we will see you in the next episode guys bye
1: bye